G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of Spark Your Fire. Excited, as always, pumped to be back on. Um, I know John is definitely looking exactly the same as I am. <laughs> Happy to be back on the show again, right, John? Yeah, good to see you again, David, uh, and good to be back and hi to all the, the listeners out there. Yeah, I know. It's good. It's good. Uh, this month, we are actually a bit late. So uh, apologies. There's been a few uh, incidents. Obviously, I got a bit sick. Uh, John's had a few different uh, here and there commitments and, and so on. So we are certainly hoping to be able to talk about the property data at the start of the month as they're freshly out. But uh, we thought it's better late than never. So, uh, you know, so here we are talking about today. That's right. Well, the good the good news is that we've left it a little bit late, but we we can actually talk about a lot more real estate uh, data in in the round. For example, vacancy rates are out, so we can talk about those. That's so true. not just not just price action. Blessing in disguise to a degree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Audiences, uh, wait 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 for more contents today. Is uh, is, <laughs> is what we should be able to say. All right, but um, at a holistic level, look, let's jump in. So uh, looking at the um, the core logic hedonic home value index as at 3rd of October, 2022. Um, in general, you know, the, the downward trend sentiment continues. Uh, you know, we're seeing obviously Sydney coming down. Uh, uh, this is not distinguishing between units and houses, but just overall, uh, we're talking about a one, minus 1.8% for Sydney uh, last month. Uh, for Melbourne, this is minus 1.1. Brisbane is minus 1.7, which is very, very much the same as Sydney. Adelaide's holding up pretty well, minus 0.2. Perth is also holding up pretty well, minus 0.4. Hobart down minus 1.4%. Darwin steady, 0%. Big zero, actually, funny enough. Uh, and Canberra, <laughs> minus 1.6%. Okay, so the narrative here is basically... Uh, all the capital cities are still trending down at the moment. But I think uh, Tim Lauder's comments is that the rate of deceleration or the rate of the drop at the moment is starting to slow, um, especially for Sydney. I think Sydney last month was around 22 or 2.3%. Mm. Now it's starting to kind of like that, that rate of um, uh, reduction is starting to slow down um, to a, to a degree. Um and if we look into, and, and I know the devil's in the detail, so I think, you know, John, you'll agree that we'll jump into the actual houses versus units because that's where the real meat is. Um, if we look at, for example, uh, a Sydney on a minus 1.8% average across houses and units, last month, houses actually dropped by minus 2.1%, okay? So houses yep. are still dropping quite a bit. Um, and we were just jokingly before coming on air to say that's because, you know, Sydney is still in a hangover state. It had a big party. So yeah. what must go up must come down, right? So at the moment, <laughs> it's just try to find that stable point uh, to, to come back to. Units is minus 1%. So units also dropping, even though units hasn't actually had that much of a stellar growth, um, you know, like just like just like the houses. But um, yeah, at the moment, I think it's just a generic sentiment across Sydney um, at the moment yeah. uh, due to all those rate rises that we just had. It's like blow after blow from RBA and people are now starting to shy away and go, okay, well, is now really a good time to be buying property. So that killed a lot of demand. Um, mm. And that's why it's just, these are the data that that we're seeing at the moment. Um, now, whilst we're on Sydney, John, I know I've rambled on a lot. Um, probably this is a, this is a probably a good, point for me to to break a little bit and let you chime in in terms of how those data and what are your thoughts around these uh, these figures mm. so 
the the data it is it was a a less down month in September than it was in August. So mm. um, that that that's the most interesting part. That uh, if we if we look at Sydney, Sydney was down one point eight percent overall, but actually it was down two point three percent the month before. And as we're seeing the price decline starting to peter out, we'll talk about rents a bit later. But the the rent increases are also starting to to flatten out as well. So the the steep kind of really the big corrections upward in rent and downwards in price happened around May. Um, and so th this is uh, starting to, to flatten out a little bit. You, you picked up on the other, the other big takeaway, which is that units are kind of meh, right? So units are down a little bit. I mean, Brisbane, it's the way I look at it, um, Sydney will no longer appear as the worst dirty shirt in the laundry going forward. So kind of Sydney's had its turn probably keep going down for a little bit longer, but what we'll see is the acceleration in declines in Brisbane. But even in Brisbane, we're not seeing units go down. That'll probably happen, but um, units were flat and all of the declines were in the housing market. So houses are doing worse than units. Units are really boring at the moment. Uh, they're sort of slightly higher in Adelaide by 0.1 of a percent, down 1%. So 1% is really not that perceptible. Mm. Um so units are flat to down, houses are down quite a bit, and that's where the correction's happening. Um, and and, and the, sort of the one of the more interesting markets, we never talk about Darwin, but Darwin's a little bit interesting because Darwin is um, probably because the volume's much lower, but it's a little bit of a swimming against the um, the tide sort of market at the moment. So it's up, uh, it's housing market's up slightly. But interestingly, it's actually taking less time to sell a, a property in Darwin this time than it was a year ago. So mm. Darwin's a sort of strange outlier at the moment. Um, but yes, so th that's that's sort of the overall comment on the national data. But just just going to Sydney, um, what's really interesting in Sydney is that the upper quartile led the declines lower. So upper quartile means the more expensive areas and quite often houses. That's exactly what we've seen. What's starting to emerge now if we look at the clearance rates? So the clearance rates have been tipping, ticking up, suggesting a bottom. Uh, so the clearance rates in Sydney over the weekend were um, 68 and a bit percent, so 68.3%. Now, we've talked on this podcast before that 70% distinguishes between a, a market that's going up and a market that's going down. So it feels like the market's flat to down, and that's what the clearance rates are telling us as well. So uh, the... Yeah, 68.5% is the clearance rate. But the really interesting thing is the markets that are doing well are those better, more expensive markets that were previously leading the market down. So, for example, the overall market was 68%, but the city and the eastern suburbs is 73% clearance. That implies that it's rising or starting to rise. Mm. The, the lower North Shore, 79% um, clearance rate. Um the Northern Beaches is 83% clearance rates. So we may be bottoming in the upper quartile markets that are that were previously leading the market lower. I can definitely see that that's uh, happening. There was an article in the paper the other day about trophy homes. Trophy homes are out of control um, and, and they're centered around the eastern suburbs and um and all the beaches as well. So, what's a trophy home, John? Just uh, trophy home is like twenty million. Um, ah, yeah. You know, okay. on the water with the tennis court. So, 
and 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 you as a buyer's agent, comparables are very difficult with those sorts. So, of things. so having a tennis court on the water, basically, <laughs> is that? <laughs> oh yes, that sounds like Dubai now. But uh, uh, but but generally speaking, if if the previously worst performing markets like the Northern Beaches are mm. now clearing at nearly ninety percent, maybe maybe we are at a bottom, and it's um, more than just statistical rounding and. Uh, and data we're looking at that that looks quite persuasive but we'll have to wait a couple of months to see and i know i also asked you this uh, question off <laughs> off air before john uh, but i guess is this the bottom is this the bottom that we're looking at or is it like uh you know are we, are we looking at starting to bounce a little bit uh, what are your what are your thoughts based on the data and the trends that you're seeing so far well, I, I say to people all the time, asking a buyer's agent if it's the right time to buy a property is like asking the barber if you need a haircut. So I'm always going to say now's the right time. But um, yeah, I, I, it looks like a bottom to me. Look, I think that, you know, that gold to real estate stuff yeah. that we did a couple of months ago. So that was based on data from June. And we said it would probably go down until the end of the year. But this is not the big correction that people were thinking would happen. So I kind of stick by that. We're in October now. Mm. If we bottom in December, that's that sounds about right to me. Um, but but bottom, bottoms are tough, right? You don't know you're in a out of yeah. the, what do they say? What did Dolly Parton say? You don't know you've... Um, to get the rainbow, you need to part with the rain. Like you, you need to be out of the bottom to know that you were in one. So yeah, correct. Uh, so Just, we won't know the bottom for another six months. But but there, there's signs, I guess, from the early indicators to say you know the rate of the rate of the um, the drop is starting to slow. Um, and yeah, you know, we I mean we may not necessarily be completely out of woods yet, but there is there is starting to see that light in the end of the tunnel, basically. Yes, yes. It, it's interesting that, I mean, that we would even try to pick the bottom because we're still talking about real estate and not, let's say, Bitcoin. Mm. We don't need, you're still going to need a place to live in or a place to rent. And um, there, there's, when we start picking tops and bottoms, it's a bit like asking if we have figured out the use case for real estate yet. Like, <laughs> of course you need to, you still need to, you still need to own real estate anyway. Uh, the question is, at what price do you get in? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it's all fair. Uh, but uh, having said that, you know, I don't see there is a rush in terms of uh, prices heading back up into the positive territory at yeah. the moment as well. I mean, there's not that many. It's still quite overall sentiment is still quite pessimistic. Although having said that, yeah. things can change pretty quickly as well. You know, uh, potentially a simple tweak from. APRA, um, you know, maybe reducing the assessment rate, which at some point they'll have to do, because right now, you know, some of the non-banks is already, you know, seven, eight percent, and if you add that, you're you're being people are being assessed at ten percent for for investment loans, mm. and that's just absolutely crazy. You know, when's the last time you're you, you're seeing an assessment yeah. rate that's close to ten percent? So, I think it might be just a matter of time that they start to loosen up a little bit. Uh, but when would that be? Nobody knows. Um, at this point in time. I mean, it's uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about our sentiments uh, a bit later, um, I guess, in terms of uh, in terms of that. But uh, I think cautious, uh, probably cautious, optimistic mm. to a degree, maybe. I I don't know. Yeah. That's that's I probably I probably think that's a that's my view of it at the moment. Yeah, right. Mm. You know, I, I, it's it's I'm always surprised at the impact that the 31st of December has as a psychological marker. Mm. So people change their view on all sorts of things as you go into a new calendar year. And maybe, you know, we'll, we'll go into 2023 and everyone will say, look, that that year of terrible real estate returns is behind us now. And 
and you know it's 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 quite strange that that that, that happens but it's interesting to hear your perspective as well uh which i'm i think is very aligned and reasonable yeah we'll see yeah. we'll see okay <laughs> all good thanks john um all right so that's uh um, any other observations? I think obviously Brisbane houses has uh, has has dropped a lot. Um, you know, Brisbane overall was minus one point seven percent last month. Uh, but if you split that into houses and units, houses was minus two percent, which is pretty much yeah. close the same as Sydney. So uh, yeah, it's um it's 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 dropping quite fast. Um, units uh, on in Brisbane, however, is also minus is only one minus one point one percent, and uh, we jokingly mm-hmm. said there's not much room for it to fall anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. it hit the yeah. rock bottom. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's I think those are pretty much the highlights that I can that I can see on this. Anything else that you want to touch? Just on just, just one more thing. Uh, again, I, I'm not sure if I'm calling a bottom yet. I don't think I am. I think that it's still got a little bit uh, further run. But one interesting data point is that. Um, CoreLogic issues price information every day, and you can just oh. get this on Google and uh, so the daily price index. About two weeks ago, Sydney had the first day where it wasn't dropping for about 200 days. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it was it was flat, but it wasn't down, and it was been down like daily for, um, for, for a, a very long time. So, mm. yeah, that was interesting too. All right, we'll keep an eye out on that. To see, yeah, hopefully, there will be more positive days coming up from that, right, <laughs> from right. that data then. Um, okay, shall we talk about rents? Um, yeah, let's being the next one. Okay, so um, rents at the moment um, across the board is still going very, very strong um, across, yeah, across the whole nation. And, uh, you know, we were, again, chatting offline previously. Um, just uh, to find that interesting um it, it, rent's been going up uh pretty much the whole of 2022 i think the narrative if i if i if i can for the last probably five or six months or however long that rpa has been, been putting the trigger uh in terms of increasing the cash rate is that rent just keeps up 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 and up but yeah. the rate of growth on rent apparently has started to slow a little bit um mm. from from the uh based on the data is that right john from what you from what you can see yeah that's right so uh National rents increased at 0.6 of a percent in September. That's reasonably high. I mean, mm. it's going it's going higher, uh, but it was the slowest monthly rent since December of last year. Um, the peak in terms of the the growth rate was was in May, uh, where it grew by one percent in the month. And um, since that time, the, the the rate of growth has been slowing down. In the same sense, the rate of price declines of, of property purchases has also been. Been easing, but um, but rent, rents are rents are going up very you know quite quickly at the moment if you sort of compound it, and mm. it's causing a lot of a lot of stress. I mean, um, you see it in the the vacancy rates. Vacancy rates are very low, and rents are rents are still growing. So if we kind of look at uh, how you know where they're they're growing overall, uh, the change in rents was up 0.6 of a percent as I said, but two and a half percent for the quarter. Uh, and 10% for the last 12 months. Mm. 10% is way above CPI, which it's worth pointing out that over the last decade, rents have substantially lagged CPI. So rents have lagged inflation as price property prices went up, but rents didn't follow. I wonder if there's a big catch-up happening now because 10% in one year is what doubled the inflation rate. So yeah. uh, it's quite substantial. Um, Brisbane's where Brisbane and Adelaide, I think, is where 
the, the rents are increasing the fastest, followed by Sydney. Uh, so Brisbane's up by nearly 14% and Adelaide's up uh, nearly 13%. Uh, Sydney's up 10.3%. Um, and Melbourne is 8.6%. So, yeah, very, very high. Very high rates of uh, rental growth. And it's all based on... Uh, very high demands for dwelling, which we talked about before. You know, we're always sort of looking at one side of the coin, which is the buyer's market, but uh, it does speak to overall demand for housing. Um, and rental demand is the canary in the coal mine, really. That that canary uh, rental demand is telling you if you have a shortage of houses a lot more quickly than than price data will tell you. So, you know, it seems like we have a shortage of housing in the, in the country. Which is not news in this country already, no, right? No. It's been <laughs> it's been screaming at us for a long yeah. time, <laughs> and especially when you couple with the the vacancy rates that we can see across the nation yeah. right now, I think, you know, Perth is at what 06 percent of <laughs> vacancy, and Adelaide yeah. at point three percent, Brisbane at point nine percent. No wonder the rents are going over the roof at the moment. Yeah, just people yeah. are screaming and. You know, um, it just reminded me because I, yeah, I was, I, I remember I put up a, a, an interview with Tom Rivera from um, my Queensland property manager, and we were chatting, and he was saying that you know there were typically you can get fifty plus applications with for one uh, for one home mm. for one lease home, and it's not even a spectacular home or anything along that line. It just shows how dire straits the renters at the moment are trying to actually get into that. Um, but we're not seeing any improvements on that because this is a fundamental issue that we're talking about here. Um, the vacancy rate is the number today for a reason. Um, you know, like I think this nation, this great nation requires property investors to be mm. able to provide shelter for tenants. Um, and when this, when when things like, when, when finances start to stop, which we have started to see, you know, the mortgage that people are taking on new mortgages for investment properties and that kind of stuff, excluding refinances, the rate of investors buying up new properties have drastically slowed in the last few months. And, you know, given these vacancy rates that we're already starting to see right now, I just can't fathom what's really going to happen in another three to six months' time. Mm. Um, and they've been saying the rental crisis is true and real. Well, this is the best evidence to say that the rental crisis is there. Um, but yeah, I don't see this. I don't know. Um, I think the rent, unfortunately, and unfortunately, I do feel for the for the renters at the moment. Um, you know, you're you're obviously up for very very fierce competitions every time when you try yeah. to move, um, or otherwise you're just going to have to cop it from the landlord um, because we also have got the mortgage to pay. So unfortunately, we're going to have mm. to increase the rent as well. So it's a bit of a double whammy situation, I gotta say. Um, yeah, I, I really feel for the tenants as well. You see the the you know the pictures of the the lines around the corner, and and I've heard stories about applications, uh, mm. multiple applications, and and the sort of uh, chasing the the, the rental. Uh, up, uh, which which is horrible. I, I've got to come back. Like we've almost forgotten that we were in lockdown a year ago, but you, you can't switch the economy off and expect goods and services, including rental dwellings, to to remain online. Like the the lockdowns were such a fundamental error. I, I can't like it will take a decade to fix that. It's like switching off an oil rig, but expecting to start your car. Mm. Um, it's it was a terrible, terrible terrible decision I, I i'm still i can't believe we did it but anyway just parking that that's going to take ages to to unwind and it wasn't just it, it wasn't just the sort of stuff at the supermarkets like the, no one could there, were, there wasn't any construction so uh terrible 
terrible. And um, this is this is sort of the site where all the sort of silent victims of of what that what happened. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, and that's why the, you know, like basically, to a degree, renters and all of us are starting to pay. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. with inflation, with uh, supply cost inflations, that kind of thing. So. Um, but, but look, you know, it is a difficult situation. I don't think it's, and as they say, Rome is not built in a day. This yep. situation didn't did not happen overnight. It's it's just being accumulated. Mm. And the fact that we were talking previously as well. I mean, I read on the news that um, the the prime minister and obviously everyone tried to open up the borders to attract more skilled workers in, and they have lowered the. I think it might be the assessment criteria or something. You know, they let's say for example used to have to sit an exam and pass at eighty five percent mark. Now they lower to sixty five. So in order to right. be able to attract more skilled migrants to be able to come into this great country, just imagine for those people who have to come in. They need a place to live as well. What's really going to happen yeah. from that point onwards, yeah. right? So, yeah. and look um, from from a property market perspective, we'll see we will see that demand as they open up the immigration spigot. We'll see that go into rentals first. Mm. Um, you know, migrants don't tend to buy for a couple of years, and then we'll see that, and we'll see that in units first as well. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, so we're seeing unit rentals go go faster than housing rentals, and and so on. So it, it's it's all making sense. It is all making sense. But that's put on our uh, property investor head on a little bit. Yeah, we're seeing a prop. We're seeing the prices dropping at the moment, but the mm-hmm. rent increases uh, increasing at the moment. So this is a very bipolar situation, which uh, <laughs> generally generally suggests that the the rental yield is on the up, and that's across the whole nation at the moment, isn't it? Yes. So, um, John, is this? Uh, I know based on your previous uh, experience with multiple cycles in in this property, is this like a prelude? to the property investors rejoice maybe in the coming up in a few years time where you know the gross <laughs> yield is so good everyone just want to jump back in i think there were times i missed it myself there were times back in 2013 2014 in sydney where you can get houses you can get very very decent yields you know out in the yep. western suburbs maybe around a five four to five percent which is jaw-dropping yep. to me yeah yeah look you know the the market from an investor perspective it's uh, it's a chase for yield. So yeah. they're definitely paying attention to that. The last time I remember the market like this personally was more like around 2009. Okay. Um, and that certainly wasn't the bottom. It sort of, it went down for quite a while, but I remember rents were going very, very quickly then. I remember having a, a property for rent and um, there was uh, applications and it went up from, I don't know, $250 to 300 or whatever mm, it was back wow. then. But it was, it was way above the asking and advertised rent. And it's rare when that, it's rare when that happens. Uh, so um yeah very, demand for housing is very high yeah yeah, yeah but cool. but look you know the, the as benjamin graham he was the warren buffett's mentor he said that um in the short term markets are like a, a pinball machine a pokey machine but in the long term they're a weighing machine and that's what we're seeing sort of this this the market's trying to figure out where to put the people who demand housing so the, the demand for housing is very high but it's not all coming from buyers it's 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 sort of shifting between buyers and renters and um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weighing machine. It's just weighing it out to, and the market will provide housing whenever there's a shortage. The, what do I say? The solution for low high prices is high prices. And the solution for low prices is low prices. So because uh, rental prices are very high, that will attract investors into the market and that will solve the problem. Mm. Um, yeah. And you know, when, when house prices dip, 
investors will be attracted to the low prices and they will start buying. So the yields will sort themselves out as long as there's uh, you know good laws that allow construction and it'll sort itself out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all good. All right. Um, and let me ask you this question as uh, John the investor rather than John the buyer's agent. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what you can put your, uh, put your investor hat on here. Um, do you think it's a good time to buy in Sydney at this point? That's a dangerous question for a buyer's agent. Uh, That's why I asked so, you to put yeah, off so your buyer's agent hat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've, I rarely kind of look at, I, I don't mind what the broader market is. I mean, I've, of course I, I look at it, but I'm, I go through stages in my life dependent on my age, whether I'm an acquirer, a buyer or a seller or whatever it is. So my age and my ability to get finance is always determined whether I'm a buyer. Uh, it's really had nothing to do with it, whether I thought it's expensive. And the proof is that I've almost bought personally at the top of every market that I've been in. Um, so that just shows how, you know, I've never, uh, I've paid attention to the market, but I've always got the timing wrong, really, um, and still landed on my feet, so to speak. So, do I think I think now's a great time to buy? I mean, you're clearly not buying at the top of a market now. So, you're clearly buying, let's say, ten in some markets, twenty percent off their highs. Mm. Now, you can even if this is not the bottom, and it's probably not the bottom, you can certainly see it from here. Uh, and because you never know tops or bottoms, all you can do is buy what you can afford and um, and uh, but you can buy confidently knowing that you're not at the not at the top of a market. That's got to be good enough because it's all you're gonna all you're ever gonna know, basically. And yeah, David, right. you you're an investor too, my friend. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> turn it turn around it, and turn and the say, tables, what, eh? Turn the Would tables. you be buying in Sydney now? Oh, I would. I would. I would definitely consider. Like I said, I'm a cautious. Uh, I, I guess my sentiment at the moment is cautiously optimistic. Um, the, the stars are starting to align from what I can see with the prices reducing and the rents going up, right? It's it's creating that that uh, perfect storm for investors to start coming back again, right? So, um, yeah, uh, but it, so it is attractive. If I got the resources now, I would definitely want to make sure that I've got, you know, the equity released or whatever, get my pre-approvals in just so that when the right opportunity comes in, and what and I need to stress it's the right opportunity. I'm not in a rush. You know, if I am buying today, I will say I'm not in a rush to jump in. I want to be very, very selective. I want to be able to negotiate very, very hard to make sure that I'm getting a grade A, a, a grade type of quality property at the moment. Because that's what you can't afford in a say 12 months ago, back mm. around this time last year. People don't care whether it was B grade, whether it was C grade. It's just like it's a property. Hey, let's just go and go go and get it, right? Like they they put a lot of the fundamentals behind the scenes. They ignore the um, you know the flaws and that kind of stuff. Um, now is the time that you can actually do your proper due diligence. You can actually choose carefully. You can negotiate, and for once, agents will return your call. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> That's yeah, uh, isn't. That is a very that is a very clear sign, right? In terms of the uh, in terms of the uh, the market is being very different. So, look, uh, to, in short, if I'm putting my investor hat on, definitely I would uh, I would I would definitely consider um, getting something in Sydney. But yeah, I would be very picky and I'll be very choosy in terms mm. of what I want to get. Yeah, look, if yeah, I, I I like that answer. If you manage your cash flow, you'll be fine. And and right now, more like. In 2020, when rates dropped in 2021, cash flow wasn't as important because mm. you had a, a lower debt serviceability to, to to have to carry. But 
right now cash flow is going to be really important and um that's right yeah, yeah it is a very important thing but i think you know yeah but definitely with the interest rates at the moment you know the yeah you got to be careful about your cash flow especially buying in sydney which is traditionally a capital growth market rather than a cash flow market right yeah. so um, so you're spot on. As long as people can manage their cash flows and be conservative and make sure they have a buffer in place, um, this is a great time to be going out there and do some shopping. Yeah, say. yeah. And all, all the bears out there, I mean, uh, who who are quite sensible to to be have be been cautious about um, about the real estate market. I, I would just say, you know, you've you've been right so far, and you're you're you know, well done. I would also say, don't um. Uh, don't don't fight the last crisis. Like it's <laughs> like uh, the the last two thousand and eight was a real estate crisis, but the next one won't be a real estate crisis. It was like uh, you know when in two thousand two thousand and one the stock market crashed and it was tech stocks. So all the bears were, were then looking for overvaluation in tech stocks, but instead the stock the real estate market crashed. So mm. no, j- j- I I don't know if we're I don't think we're two thousand and eight. I think it'll be another asset class, probably bonds. And it'll probably be worse than 2008. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, to all the sensible bears out there, I guess that's the message from John. Sensible bears. I like Sensible it. bears. Sensible bears. All right. Any, uh, I think it's about, uh, that's pretty much all we want to cover. Anything else, John? No? All good? No. no. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And uh, thank you listeners for joining us uh, for another update this month. Uh, Next month, we will make sure that uh, we try to get it published on time. So everyone get the latest and the hottest uh, news straight out. But um, um, otherwise, I guess, uh, yeah, people, uh, you know, we um, just be careful in terms of finances, especially with all the rising interest rate that's currently ongoing. We're not completely out of the woods yet. So be cautious. Make sure you've got plenty of buffers. Make sure you've got plenty of savings. Uh, it is what you need to be able to hold out during this period of time. Um, but if you've got those savings, then also don't panic too much. I mean, you know, like we can, uh, like John and I, again, we were just, uh, we're saying, you know, since when um, did a 0.25% increase from RBA gain the rejoice from everyone a- across the nation rather than a 0.5%, right? We're kind of secretly saying, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's not 0.5. It's only 0.25%. <laughs> so... Yeah. You never know. That's uh, the narrative is starting to turn, and the narrative might turn again uh, in 2023. So um, play safe, be safe, and uh, I'm sure we will see you guys again in next week's uh, Spark Your Fire. Cheers, John and David. <laughs>